Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving... At your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Oh, there it is. Australia have won the third test in indoor. What a comeback by Steve Smith's men. They win uh, an hour and a half into the third day's play. Uh, Paul, what a, what a morning. Oh, fantastic. It was a bit nerve-wracking there. Kawaja out, second ball. And then I think it was 10 overs, Australia scored 13 runs. And then in the 11th over, they scored 13 runs. And it was that moment where... Travis Head um, hit a four, a six, uh, um, I think a two and a one. And then the next over, he cracked another four. And from then on, it was absolutely guaranteed that Australia was going to win. Uh, Got a bit bit nerve-wracking, but they're very satisfying win in the end. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you summed it up nicely there, but everyone, welcome to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. I'm Menes, I'm with my co-host, Paul Dennett. This is our wrap of the indoor test. It's the it's ended early on the third day. Australia needed 76 runs to win. They do it with nine wickets in hand, head 49 not out of 53 balls with six boundaries and a six. Manus Labuschagne, 28 of 58 deliveries not out with six boundaries. And, yes, Paul, said before that second ball of the day Kawaja leant forward and it, the ball just touched the feather a little whisker of his bat and Barrett took a good catch behind and Ashwin um, got an early wicket and, and you're right it was nerve-wracking that next half an hour I sent you a message that you know this might finish like midway through the, the second <laughs> session um, but yeah once head got going it was just one-way traffic 
It was. It was interesting, again, with that edge from Kawaja. Uh, once again, it's disproved the truism that we always thought that, I used to always say, you know, the batter always knows whether they've hit the ball. Well, clearly, Kawaja didn't know because he wouldn't have he actually challenged the decision. Um, and I don't think he did that just because it was, um, you know, a small chase and you might as well throw one away. I mean, if you know you hit it, you're not going to squander one. Um, so, yeah, it just shows that, that just shows to go. And then, um, yeah, it was very um, telling how Head just sort of motored home. It was, inter- it was amusing. I don't know if you saw in the, um, in the press conference afterwards that they'd been ascribing Head's change in attitude to when the ball was changed. They were saying that a message was sent out by Steve Smith telling them now's the time to attack. And um, Travis Head, when he was asked about was there a message said out, just went no, um, as look looking absolutely baffled. There was no message. We were just, <laughs> we were just playing cricket. Uh, so I thought it was a little bit funny. I mean, I think more tactically, I did hear Nathan Lyon say in the press conference that it does get a bit easy to bat when the ball just gets a little bit softer. So you can imagine after the 10 overs where it's just been worn a little bit, it'll be easier to play shots, a little bit less bite in the wicket. I think less to do with about the ball changing. And uh, I, uh, you no, know, I, wasn't, you I wasn't saying it was the ball change. I was saying that they were saying in commentary that, that, no, no. that the Australians took the opportunity with the ball yes, change. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. It's more that the ball was getting old by then um so it was easy to play shots nothing to do with the ball being changed um and then um the other thing was like a lot of batsmen you know ex-Aussie batters have said when you're in India it's good just to take your time in that first 20 minutes just get used to the conditions and and I think you saw that with Head and Labashane they they really you know they weathered that early storm they played straight and then they made it look a lot easier so I mean I I think it's a it's a vindication of sort of tactics that AB and um, you know the greats have been saying all tour. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. You play yourself in and then you play your shots. But um, it would have been interesting if one or two of those, there was no real half chances, but there was a few oohs and ahs. And um, there was a, um, if, if one or two of those had gone out, then it could have been a very different story. But uh, all's well that ends well. Yeah, so it's um, 2-1 to India. Australia have the chance to uh, level the series in uh, Mumbai next week. I mean, it's, um, I sort of... I'm in a bad, sorry. Um, I just want to step back and sort of um, look at the, the match as a whole. Um, so, I mean, the real key performances for Australia, you've got uh, Kuhneman on the first day taking five for 16, and then you've got Lions 11 wickets sort of, you know, they 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 bowled really well and I think set this victory up. Um, probably Lions second innings a little bit more considering, you know, at one stage there it looked like India might post a decent, decent um, target. Yes, um, and I think um, the, we, we mentioned yesterday as well, there was that key turning point where Smith took that magnificent catch to dismiss Pajara. There was another turning point that I forgot to mention yesterday, and that was, um, and you're going to say this is a great captaincy from Steve Smith, but I thought it was, it, was, it, was, it was good captaincy, it was a logical choice, but there was a period where the Indians suddenly started to accelerate. Just after they got past the lead, suddenly uh, the the balls were being um, belted to the boundary with, with, with some regularity. And it just had that feeling of, um, oh, this is, this is looking dangerous for Australia. Stark was brought back on and he bowled a pretty ordinary ball that probably its only merit was that it had a slight bit of tailing in. And um, was it was Australia Sire uh, who whipped it yes. off his pads and Kawaja took an absolute fantastic catch at sort of mid-wicket. He caught it, almost caught it in a um, with his 
hands, his fingers pointing downwards, even though the ball was really low. And he somehow managed to twist his body so that he, the ball then didn't touch the, the ground. But that, if anything, was even a bigger turning point than the Smith catch. And I forgot to mention that yesterday. But oh, oh, when, that, when that shot was hit and that catch was taken, that was, um, I couldn't believe it. And then to have to go through the agony of them checking it. And I was thinking, oh, don't tell me he's grounded the ball somewhere here when they checked it with the um, third umpire. But it was all good. So uh, a great moment for Kawaja there. Yeah, speaking of Smith's captaincy, Sam, one of our loyal listeners, sent me a message saying that he thinks one of the things Smith did really well was block off the singles um, in the Indian innings uh, yesterday. He thinks he did that a bit better than Cummins. Um, yes, so, yeah, I think he was directing that at you. Uh, look, he might have done. Um, uh, I, I can't say for sure that I noticed that, but, I, uh, you know, I'm all for blocking off of singles. But, um, Menas, I know you did promise that, what your homework is, you're going to go back through watching every single ball of the first three <laughs> test matches and you're going to, in a very impartial and unbiased way, write a series of notes, design an algorithm, and you're going to work out whether or not there was any difference in the captaincy. We're, we're looking forward to that in the next podcast. Yes. Uh, Sam also pointed out you said that Head is a better bowler than India in India than Nathan Lyon, and you didn't provide any figures for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I did say that. Um, and I, look, <laughs> Sam was uh, just being funny. Sam's got a good sense for him. He's a loyalist. No, no, no. I mean, it was it was right. I mean, I, I have had a mea culpa with with my lion thing, and I'd forgotten <laughs> that I'd added that as well. So, yes, um, you know, you, you couldn't get it much more wrong than that. So, uh, now, yes, yeah. Apologies so, you to, know, to, to lion. Yeah. Now, Kuhneman, great match. Lion, great match. You know, Kawaja, what, the top score of the game with 60 in the end in Australia's first innings. Um, So, yeah, he he batted well. And uh, that's why I was kind of so uh, jarring when he got out second ball because he was sort of hoping he could just hang around for a while. But, I mean, you have to say this pitch was below par to end before lunch on the third day. it, It, I mean, it went Australia's way. We made the most of the conditions, but this, this was not test standard. No. And we've, um, for those of us, those of you who've listened to us for years, Menes and I have absolutely castigated the Australian pitchers so many times to the point where Menes once did it on air in a Sheffield Shield game and had the, the SCG curator contact cricket New South Wales. He was so angry at the criticism that we, he dished out. So we are not um, just cheerleaders for Australian pitchers, but um we've got to say that this pitch was prepared by India to try to be a massive turner, uh, which is not how it's meant to be. It's meant to be you, you should be preparing the best pitch to produce the best cricket for the prevailing conditions. And I don't think India need to do that, that they have such an amazing home record. They have such a fantastic side. Um, the, they don't need to put themselves in a position where people can say, oh, yeah, you only won it because you produced a, a caricature of your own pitches. And in this case, they were hoisted by their own petard. It would be like if we had said, right, we're going to produce, every time India come out here, we're going to produce a wicket that is a one foot bouncier than the whacker. Uh, we're going to put in a drop in in the SCG and make it an absolute bounce-a-thon. Uh, we, you know, Australia would be rightly criticised if they did that. So I think it's, it's, it's correct um, for this pitch to be uh, criticised. Having said that, this pitch... And the first two pitches have produced some of the most highly watchable cricket I've ever seen. Um, and, you know, a bit like the Gabba that was... Um, the Gabba pitch earlier this year was a poor pitch, but it was not produced with an intention of being poor. It was just that the weather um, 
uh, you know, got to the, 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 the weather was such that the curator wasn't able to produce the pitch that he wanted and it turned out to be a vastly underprepared pitch, but it was very entertaining. This one's probably a vastly overprepared pitch. It was also very entertaining, but it doesn't excuse the fact that it was a poor pitch. I mean, I will say I, I disagree that it's very entertaining because, you know, there's two sides with littered with some great batters and we're not seeing them um, perform at all. It's just too hard for them. So, as I said, they've just got the balance wrong. Um, but, yes, now there's some questions in the chat. Anything you want to add about this test before we head to the chat, Paul? Um, just one thing that it's not strictly speaking about this test, but I've noticed cropping up in social media, Hasha Bogle even tweeted it out, that uh, there's this perception that um, Australia were appealing for stumpings with um, uh, almost spuriously because they thought that there was a court behind. And so whip the bales off, appeal for stumping, and then take the, take it to the fact that the third umpire, that the umpire think, oh, we better refer that. And then the rule is, once it's referred, all aspects of the dismissal have to be checked. And they're saying, oh, this is a dodgy way that the Australians are um, getting a, f- a free review. It's not nothing of the sort. I mean, for a start, it's not new. There's, there's been times when, uh, particularly when it comes to, was it a bump, was it a, a clean catch or not? Umpires have, so, have sometimes... Um, been very happy to sort of think, well, I'm not actually sure whether he got an outside edge on that. So I'll say I'm not sure about the cleanness of the catch and that way we'll get the the technology to check it. If the umpires think that the Australians' appeal for stumping was nonsense and and the batter was clearly not out, just give it not out. You don't have to refer it to the third umpire. The reason the umpires are referring these ones uh, is because they want to get the court behinds right as well. And who would blame them? You don't want to be in a position where you make a wrong decision. We have all this technology available. As I said before, I think we are moving towards the point where we are going to have all decisions scrutinised by the technology, often in the background if needs be, like the way that they check no balls. Uh, but I just think it's a non-issue, and I don't think the Australians have done anything wrong. And it's just kind of um, a, a minor bugbear of mine over the last couple of days. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it either. And just before we move to the chat, um, just on India's performance in this test match, I think where they went wrong is clearly they didn't bat well in the first innings and that's what put them behind in the game. I thought I thought they were a bit complacent, um, but I, I thought Australia bowled well. And then I don't think they bowled as well as they did in the first two test matches in that first innings. Their lengths were all over the place and it wasn't till you know, they, they got – Australia collapsed to six for 11 that they really got it right. So, yeah, India were a bit off. Australia improved a lot. And um, there you go. The conditions were in Australia's favour and they win their first match. And what have they won? Like three. So they won one in 2017. And then I don't think they'd won one since 2004. So I think that's right. Yeah. No, it's been so they a won long two time. in 2004, <clears throat> one in 2017, and now <clears throat> one year. It's like four in 20 plus years. Well, one in 2001 as well. Um, yeah, but um, the I think that India probably yeah they didn't bat well enough in the first innings and maybe they'll feel that they probably should have that when they were on top of Australia at, at that point that I was talking about um, in the second innings when it felt like the Australians were about to be batted out of the game that India uh, let slip an opportunity there. Yeah, agree. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's go to the questions in the chat. So Stephen Matlock, good point. That is the World Test Championship final confirmed for Australia. Um, and he's asked, can we level the series to, to all? I think it's a possibility. But, yeah, congratulations to Australia. They'll be at, I think, is it Lords? Um, Oval. 
the Oval um, mm. in June for the World Test Championship final. And it should be against Sri Lanka or India if they win the last match. Um, it's funny because I, I really want Australia to draw this series to all and I really want Australia to win the World Test Championship. And uh, obviously, the if Australia was to be playing Sri Lanka at the Oval, Australia would start as unbackable favourites and you'd say you'd almost pencil them in for the win. Despite all that, it would be actually disappointing to not have Australia versus India at the Oval. It would be a much more uh, landmark match and it would get a lot more interest in, in world sport. Agree. Sandeep, make Steve Smith permanent captain. Have they ever that... done that before? Have they made him permanent captain before? I'm, I'm not kind of... Did that go well? I'm not sure. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy with that, Sandeep. I... He certainly wasn't a perfect captain at the first The first. Instance. I'd have no problem with him being captain permanently. And I said at the time, I, I'm okay with it. But I, I think Cummins is... Um, deserving of being able to continue as captain. I don't think anything that's happened in this in this test match um, changes that. And I, I still think that the best thing that has happened in the Cummins era is that the Australian side is, is now playing with grace that they have never played with in my living memory of, of um, the Australian test side. And I'm more proud of them in the way that they play than I have ever been in the past by quite a sizable margin because of the way that they play. Aiden, question, guys. Head, does he open in England? I don't think so. I think you want him in the middle order. But uh, what do you think, Paul? It's an interesting one. Um, I tend to think you want him in, away from the opening position. I think we should be opening with um, right-handers in England. It's so difficult, um, left-handers opening the batting in England, that um, I, I'd almost push Kawaja down the order as well. Now, there's a couple of questions uh, previewing the next match. I think Paul and I, we should catch up uh, between now and the next test match and do a bit of a a longer episode, preview the fourth test, also touch on some other stories because there's now going to be quite a big gap because this test match has finished so early. So let's leave some of those questions on the next test match. And here's some nice, uh, sometimes Indian fans can give us a bit of stick, but Dr. Rawal has says, well done, Australia. Congrats on winning the match. Thank Thank you. you. Well, Paul, um, thank you very much for joining me on our wrap of the day of day three from indoor Australia. Get a famous win, and the congratulations! Uh, I predicted it uh, before this test match. It was Australia's best eleven they've had all a series. So I'm glad they got the win, and I think two two is a possibility. Certainly is. The only disappointing thing about today is that now means we've only got one test match left in this series, and part of me thinks that it would just be a nice thing to have on every second week for the rest of history an Australia-India <laughs> test match in India. I'd be quite happy with that. You would certainly schedule them four-day test matches because, well, we've had 15 days scheduled and we've had basically seven and a half, um, almost eight days of cricket. So, um, yeah, they've been quick, um, but India still retain the borders, Gavin Star Crophy, and Australia will play in the World Test Championship final. Thanks for listening to our podcast or watching on YouTube, and we'll be back next week with a full episode. Bye. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now, driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. 
or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.